0: Hooray for Hollywood. Starring Tom Johnson and hosted by Modern Times Magazine. The podcast featuring the backbone of the California film industry. And now, here's Tom. Welcome everyone. On uh, this installment of Hooray for Hollywood, we'd like to welcome Julie Hewitt, a veteran makeup artist who's (laughs) uh, who's worked on more than 70 feature films and TV shows from the late 80s to right now, including... I'll give you a list here, Heathers, The Grifters, Mars Attacks, Ocean's Eleven, The Artist, The Big Short, Cafe Society, and I could go on and on. Uh, For her work, Julie's been nominated for numerous awards, including two Primetime Emmys and two BAFTA awards for Hitchcock and The Artist. And uh, we just want to welcome Julie to Hooray for Hollywood today. Hi, Julie. Hey, hi.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today.
0: Oh, that's so great. Hey,
1: Um, I guess...
0: I guess the first question is, uh, you know, what led you into uh, becoming a makeup artist, into
1: the business? <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of a funny story. I, I never really intended to be a makeup artist. I, Since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a famous fashion designer. Uh-huh. So that was my ultimate goal. So that led me to going to Parsons School of Design in New York City uh, in the, I hate to say this, the late 70s. and. Um, Uh, When I was young and uh, did that and I took sewing and pattern making and design and I failed sewing and pattern making (laughs) But I would sit around and draw these beautiful faces and people said we don't know what you got going on But you got something so it just kind of evolved. I got asked to do a movie uh, when I came back from school to do hair and wardrobe and um, I just kind of fell into it. It was never, it was just an accidental thing. Wow. So, I mean,
0: yeah. yeah. How, and I guess, to get our sort of heads around this, what kind of makeup do you do? I mean, there's, you know, elephant man makeup with the prosthesis right. and just incredible masks.
1: Right. No, no yeah. I'm actually a very, very strong in beauty. Um, I do a lot of beauty, but when you work on movies, uh, you do a lot of that no-makeup makeup, which takes forever. <laughs> uh, and I also do, of course, the bruises, cuts, black eyes, uh, you know, things like that, of course. Uh, um, and, but uh, that is not my specialty. My specialty actually is period, beauty. Beauty is where my heart goes to. And I do a heck of a lot of grooming. I have the pleasure and honor of doing a lot of very some famous men over the years. And um, it's called grooming where you just kind of take care of their beard and help them if they need a black eye or, you know.
0: Wow. I mean, you know, how, how do you, I mean, I guess how do you train yourself to make a black eye or to do that? Or, you know, I guess there's a less is more aesthetic that you're talking about for the beauty and not to kind of overdo it. How do you... How did you train yourself or or you know to do that, and or do you get you know input from say the director or the stars themselves when they're in your chair and you're working them yes. over? I mean what what how does that process work?
1: That's a really good question because I think people think that actors, famous actors are sitting in your chair and you just do it to them. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a collaboration it it's it's their face, your hands. The director, the costume designer, the producer, it's a whole village. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're, you share your vision. You're hired because of your taste and your vision. So you put your input and perhaps uh, before we shoot a movie we do a thing called a makeup test and we go through the character, it goes in front of the camera, it gives a chance for the cinematographer to test the lenses and the camera. And, and then you get a chance to test the foundation. Then maybe you're going to test your black eye if you have something like that. So it's a whole process. And and you that's where your input comes in. I mean, it, it, everybody's input.
0: Um, right. So, yeah, that's – I mean, that's kind of – it's almost like sort of – yeah, it's like a, a corporation or whatever, which I think could be kind of tricky mm-hmm. um, maybe, you know, coming to the final – you know, conclusion of what you want or, or mm-hmm. what is needed for a role. Is there, Has there ever been a problem where, I mean, you want to do it one way, but someone else feels they need to do it another way or they need to see, you know, this face a certain way? I mean, is there, you know, like a court of arbitration or you just <laughs> sort of talk that out? And, and.
1: Very good question, but ultimately it's between the actor and the director. In film, in TV, it's between the actor and the producer. They're the creative committee, and they have the last word. So your job there is to you know, put your input, be the creative person, give them the options, and ultimately, it's the director's, director's vision in film. Um, he knows how he wants it to look. He confers. You have input from the costume designer. She's the production designer. Because remember, they've been on the movie for two, three months before you even show up. So these people have been thinking a lot about the color tones and and how the look of the movie is going to be. And and then it becomes a collaboration between the makeup artist and the hairdresser, the hair department, to make those. A lot of times the costumes that I watch give you sketches and input about her ideas, you see. So, yeah.
0: So yeah, it all yeah, has, has to
1: coalesce, it all right. has to all, coalesce. It, it, it's a teamwork, it's kind of like, sometimes I'd say it's like a band, you know, everybody has to be in tune, um, Right. and right. ultimately it is the actor's face and it is the director's vision, so that we're there to make that happen.
0: Oh, that's great, yeah, that's a nice sound bite too. Mm-hmm. How do you get work typically I mean how does that work? are you uh I mean I know you've been so many years in the business and right. you know have a huge reputation, so I'm sure you know uh producers or directors that you get the call but mm-hmm. how did it how did it does it still work that way or do you have an agent or
1: I have an agent now I haven't always had an agent I didn't need an agent uh but yes, yeah, you have your reputation and um people uh, call you um it's almost like you want your customer to call you back a second time. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do a good job and they'll remember you. Remember, the producer may not do a movie or the actor may not do a movie for another couple of years. So it, 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 you really have a few people um, that call you all the time. And then new people, you know, it's word of mouth, really. Right. And also now I have an agent that, um, you know, takes the calls and um, we go through it. And pick out what's best for uh, the year ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. And how how long do you typically work as a makeup artist on a film? I mean, what what chunk of time is that exactly? Well, say, that's another
1: great film? question. I don't think people know. I there's a movie coming out called Downsizing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming out, I think, in a couple weeks. And that movie, I started in March, and I ended in August. So. Wow. It's quite, it's a commitment. It it can be as much as six months. On that film, I shot L.A., um, the Midwest, and then I ended up living in Toronto for three months. Then we took a break, and then we went to Norway. So if you see the film, you'll see. So that was quite an adventure, I must say.
0: (laughs) Wow, yeah, that is, boy, you're bopping around Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. Um, That's incredible. You know, It's so funny. I mean, this is sort of what you hear or what you see sometimes in movie representations of makeup artists is Mm -hmm. that they're almost like armchair psychiatrists or Mm -hmm. bartenders used to be. They'll they'll hear, Mm -hmm. you know. know They are. Yeah. Okay. And uh, which leads me to the question. Obviously, you don't have to (laughs) name names if you don't want to. But uh, have you? uh, What do you hear from people when they're in the chair from big uh, big? Or, or character actors. I mean, is, right. what's the gamut of conversation? Is it just, you know, I, I had trouble with the dog today, getting him, uh, you know, it's, out, out it's, of the yard, or what?
1: It's just human chatter, you know. Uh, how was your breakfast? Uh, and then, of course, uh, we talk about the character. So there's your professional conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and as you... You know, there's something, the camaraderie about working on a film. I mean... I can't. It, my dad used to liken it to be in the military. There, you you get to know people. You can't pretend who you are. You're tired. You're up all night. You're you know through right. different. So it, it really you actually just become friends and you know people share you know their troubles or you know. It is like being a bartender, but the level of um. Discretion. It is never to be repeated. Whatever happens in the makeup trailer, whatever you hear, yeah. you never repeat it. Never. Right. That that's you. The actor has to feel free. Sometimes they're on the phone with their girlfriends, or that you know, or they they vent after a scene that they feel tortured in, or right? You don't say anything. You just keep your mouth shut because yeah, well, it has to be their you know their place their their
0: sanctuary yeah they're so yeah mm-hmm. kind of a safe space i mean you know exactly. you probably you probably don't have to sign a, a a disclosure agreement but that it's just taken as you know uh, it's more or less uh Taken as, as what it what it has to be. The discretion has to be there, and
1: exactly that's part of your job as a makeup yeah. artist. Otherwise, yeah. you don't work. But we do oh. have to sign NDAs, oh, uh, okay. not not, to, not for that, but for talking about film. You know, ah, you're not oh, allowed right. to share, um, you know, pictures, and because you know it it it's, uh, uh, you know ruins the fantasy for others. So yes, studios do make you do that.
0: Right, right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've done, uh, a, in fact, one of your first films was working, uh, I think, with Annette Benning on The Grifters, which I love. I mean, that's such a great yeah. uh, movie. And, mm-hmm. and then over the years, you've worked with her again in Open Range, another great mm-hmm. uh, TV show, American mm-hmm. Beauty, fantastic, mm-hmm. the women and mm-hmm. others. How did that relationship come about? I mean, it came about maybe you know, you you were assigned to her, or did she... And then I'm assuming she wanted you for a lot of mm-hmm. these other films. Uh, right, you yes. you that a little
1: bit? Well, I met her on um, the movie The Grister, and uh, 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 it was just kind of a, you know, we just really enjoyed each other, and she liked my work, mm-hmm. and she began to request me on, um, on her other films, which is great. And that is also... That's called being a personal when the actress, actor, the actor, requests you in their contract. So that, that's also a very special relationship um, that is great. Um, I still do Annette now and I have the honor. I, I do her sometimes for Red Carpet and um, I, I don't do all of her films, but I still get to see her and we still laugh at how many years it's been. So. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> it's
0: great. It's great to have that. I mean, uh, you it
1: know. Really is. It
0: really is. It is. You
1: know, people have a misconception, I think. There is so much loyalty and family in this business. You know, uh, uh, we spend too much time together. A lot of times we're with each other, um, you know, more than our families. So, you yeah. know, bonds do happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, how crucial is makeup to, would you say in your estimation, to a movie success? I mean, is it sort of quantifiable in some way? In, in okay. other words, can you point to an instance when, where maybe the right makeup really made a discernible difference in how the movie mm-hmm. uh, was accepted uh, by mm-hmm. uh, the audiences?
1: Um, I really believe that you should notice the makeup. <laughs> the makeup, you know, that, that's when you know there's good makeup. You, I don't even care if it's prosthetics, you, you should be so engrossed in that story. You should not be thinking about the makeup artist. What I can say, when it is done wrong, it can take you out of the journey.
0: Um,
1: so, you shouldn't think about it. Like, if you see a movie and everyone looks like they have no makeup on, well, they all have pretty much makeup on and there's continuity and there's people are supposed to look tired. And, but you, to you, everyone just looks normal. I'll right. right. the to all of that, and it's not the audiences, uh, we don't want them to notice the makeup. Um, we want them to just go on the journey with us. So, But of course, it, you know, in character and special effects, um, like the movie that I worked on, Hitchcock, the uh, effects people did such an incredible job that I feel you didn't even really think about the makeup. You didn't think that that's Anthony Hopkins. It was it was a pitchcock. So see what I mean. But yeah. if it's done wrong, then you're distracted, and it, it can uh, make the movie less successful through word of mouth. If people are like, "Well, I didn't quite understand um, why they made that choice."
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, you know, like Gary Oldman uh, in this recent uh, The Darkest Hour, oh. uh, where he plays Churchill. I mean, oh. it's it, exactly to your point. You yeah. after five minutes you don't even think of him as not being Churchill you know he's completely melded into that makeup and you just you have the force of his performance and that's what you're responding to and uh you know and I
1: absolutely agree yeah that's probably one of the most extraordinary I have not seen the film yet uh but it is one of the most extraordinary character makeups I have ever seen
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah (laughs) gee yeah
0: and and it's, I, I would think, too, like, you know, building on what you said, I mean, mm-hmm. for someone to, for, you know, who's portraying a historical character, mm-hmm. there, is, there are so many you know traps potentially in that with mm-hmm. the makeup as far as, well, you know, like you say, if you don't do it right,
1: mm-hmm. people are,
0: it's just going to be there, you know, for the whole movie, people are going to be seeing that like a sore thumb, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But if yeah. they can get it right, then mm-hmm. you're right, you don't notice it, and it's, uh, it's it becomes, the character becomes that historical character the, or the Exactly. Actress,
1: so. And sometimes you can't always get it exact, just due mm-hmm. to, is uh, so the actor has to have the essence of that person too. That also works. Uh, but to make it has to be completely, you don't even see it. And then the actor brings the essence of the historical character or the musical character, you know, mm-hmm. um, and right. you're as a, a viewer is
0: just to get lost in the story right so. what are what makeup jobs uh out there for for film or t v are are jobs that you particularly admired and mm-hmm. and do you have a i mean do you have any favorites like either among your own films or someone else's mm-hmm. where you thought this is just great right um uh well
1: For my career, uh, I worked on the black and white film *The Artist*. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yes, wonderful. My best
0: picture. Yeah, Yeah, like a silent movie. It's great.
1: It was a silent movie. That was such a uh, brilliant. you know, can you imagine going to, you know, a Hollywood uh, meeting and saying, I've got this idea, we can do a silent movie in black and white. <laughs> yeah, it's not accurate.
0: 1920, what are you talking about? Yeah, and yeah,
1: it's right. made with people that are, you know, French and English is not their first language. Right,
0: right. So,
1: it, and that was just absolutely magic to me. I mean, I, I know that when I, um, this sounds really crazy, but sometimes I would sit on the set and as we made the movie, they had played music <laughs> and and I felt like every shot was an homage to a great master piece like mm-hmm. Orson Welles and I literally would tear up uh, at the magic of it. So to me, um, that was incredible. Um, but there's so many great, you know, so many great films out there and so much great work. This year particularly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, it's a lot, I'm in the, I have the honor of being in the Academy. So I'm just starting right now to watch all the movies, so I can vote. So ah. I'm in the, um, I'm in the, you know, the thing right now is watching all the movies to look at the lighting and the acting and to right. nominate uh, all of that. So yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that
0: great sounds work. great. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what advice would you give? To someone wanting to maybe pursue a career in uh, you know makeup design, I mean, what mm-hmm. what is there a path you would recommend them taking? A specific path or?
1: Um. Well, being if you want to be like a movie makeup artist for a, a what we do is we tell stories. But there's a there's a great uh, uh, thing right now where people are make Instagram makeup artists and beauty and you know what I do is different than that we we may do makeup for people that are talking and moving and telling a story. Right. So, it's a little bit different. Um I didn't go to school. I kind of was on the job training. Yeah. Um but uh there's some great makeup schools out there. There's Mud in Burbank and um I always tell people that want to be makeup artists, just do it. Just make up all your friends. Just just get your hands in it. And from that you you develop your own formulas and and how what you know you'll figure out how what does the redhead look great in and you'll just you just have to just do it and be around makeup um and learn about all the products and study you know study makeup artists that you admire um and then if you want to do uh, makeup for film uh you there we have a union, and you have to get into the union, which is um not easy, but it's also not impossible. Uh
0: huh. Okay. What What is the union called? What is it exactly? Is it's called
1: um, the Makeup and Hair Stylist Union, and it's called Local 706. Uh-huh. Makeup has one. Um, wardrobe has one. Um, I don't know if people know that in Hollywood, you know, we have unions that uh, oversee our our uh, hours and
0: I think even the Publicist Guild, they have a union, and uh, they're part of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything is unionized, you're right. mm mm-hmm. um, Did you have, what was your biggest makeup challenge? Did you ever have one, where, you know, mm-hmm. through your career? I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many. Every film I'm, is different, but was yes. there one that just stands out as being, wow, What? how am I going to do this? Oh,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: The first thing, I did the movie Pearl Harbor. Oh, well, okay, sure. And
1: um, that was a huge, huge undertaking, um, and uh, we had um, we had three three um, um, cameras going with different units with the same principal actors, and we had continuity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it was a lot to keep all of that straight. Um, oh, and the gentleman that was working with me created a special kind of makeup that could be applied uh, as a template. It's called a transfer, and then you could add the blood or the Mm -hmm. And then you could put it on beforehand, and that's being used now. So that was incredible for for that creation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and um, things that would stand up in salt water, and red lipsticks that would stand up in the heat in Hawaii. So um, that's why I created my own red lipstick line um, from that movie, yes. And um, so, yeah, things every movie, things... You develop something new.
0: Right, I mean, yeah, there, yeah, unique challenges and things just come up, and you have to be, I guess, sure. a problem solver. Yeah, you know?
1: exactly. You have to be a really good problem solver yeah, to do
0: this yeah. job. Are there any makeup sort of, uh, you know, don'ts uh, as far as uh, things that, this is sort of a general question, but like is there any kind of a makeup thing where you just say never do that? <laughs> um, i I don't even know if that if there is yeah something make do's like and
1: don't um, yeah
0: exactly
1: well um uh the thing is cameras for movies are so sensitive, it's almost like what you see is what you get, so you know, we used to i think in the old days, people would darken the skin and uh, but, it's so sensitive now that uh. You just really have to, what you see is what is pretty much going to look like, uh, a rule in your head. So if you start unless you creating a character, if you want to make someone look real, you have to really depend on your eye. So um, I guess, does, I don't know if that makes sense, but yes.
0: Yeah, no, it uh, does, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you have to just trust your eye and your own intuition. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, and
1: exactly.
0: It, and take every every job and every person and every, you know, person, character that you're making up, you just have to mm-hmm. take them as a, kind of an individual instance and then apply That's, whatever.
1: Yeah, you know. and you, you take all the mistakes that you've made in the past mm-hmm. and you say, I don't want to do that again. So you, you just learn to experience. And every film, to me, I'm starting all over again. It's ah. all fresh. It, so people think, oh, you just walk on the set and go, yeah, well, I've done this. and this. It's not like that. that you start fresh of a total new palette, new experience. Wow. Even if you work with the same actors, you have a different cinematographer, a different director. A diff, you know, every time is a new painting. So you, you just start fresh each movie. Wow. That's,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well said. It's like you said, and it's all, you know, everyone... Sort of, uh, you know, giving their, you know, idea of what the look or the makeup should be, mm-hmm. and right. I guess that would change from every film, from one film every to another. You're never going to have the same brain trust, you know. All Unless origin. you're doing like
1: Oceans, I did Oceans 11, 12, and thirteen right. Will you have like the similar characters and mm-hmm. yeah, you have a similar vibe and palette to the film, but it, and I'm sure with like, you know, big. Uh, Marvel movies of course you have similar things but in more normal instances it's uh, a fresh fresh look every time
0: yeah certainly like uh, contrasting the artist which had mm-hmm. that sort of washed out black and white palette mm-hmm. you Wait. know like a silent film with any of the color films that you would do other than that would be just night and day to be
1: totally Exactly free, yeah the makeup approach would be different Exactly
0: Hey, what do you do during your downtime? What little of it I think that there is for you. I mean, uh, do you, I mean, do you just collapse at home and? Uh... Yeah,
1: pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. I also have my company that I uh, sell my cosmetics.
0: Oh, around yeah. The what's, world. The, what's the it's name? of It's my name.
1: It's Julie Hewitt Los Angeles and juliehewitt.net. dot <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, I'm on. Uh, you know, people can look at the uh, products. And everything, like I said, is created on set. Um, the red lipsticks uh, I did on Pearl Harbor. So I, I do that. Um, I uh, do private makeup. Uh, yeah, I do makeup lessons. Um, wow. That's kind of what I do. But I, wow. I stay real
0: busy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it. I know. Uh, mm-hmm. So you you basically teach makeup to uh, people that
1: want to people, wear- Yeah, I do. I make I make house. Halls or I do red carpet uh, um, things like
0: that.
1: Yeah, I, I have clients and I go to their house or their hotel and groom them or make them up for an appearance, and mm-hmm. um, and then you slip out. Yep, there
0: you go. <laughs> there you go. No, that sounds great. Is, is there uh, what? What's the la- I think you did the Suburb- Suburbicon is the uh, it was I maybe did. the last movie year that's coming out. I mean that's.
1: Uh-huh, to and Downsizing, which comes out in a couple oh, weeks. Or next week, actually. It comes out next week from today, I believe. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, it's- and that's uh, with Matt Damon and um, Chris and Wig. And yeah. that's directed by the incredible Alexander Payne.
0: Ah, great, great director. And,
1: um, and of course, Rubicon directed by the incredible George Clooney.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: I, I had yeah. a fantastic year last year. Yeah, it? that's um, very great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's
0: wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, Julie, thanks so much for, uh, you know, talking with us in Hooray for Hollywood. The best of oh, luck. Thank you so much. It what? was so much fun. Thank you yeah. so much for having was, me. Yeah, it was
1: great. That.
0: You've been listening to the Modern Times Magazine Hooray for Hollywood podcast starring Tom Johnson. To reach Tom, visit moderntimesmagazine.com and click on Contact Us.